Welcome to Journey to Esquire, the podcast. I'm Jocelyn Hardrick, founder and president of Diversity Access Pipeline, Inc., the company behind this podcast and other great programs like Journey to Esquire Scholarship and Leadership Program, which provides $2,000 cash scholarships to third-year law students and internships to second-year law students, along with leadership training and mentors. And Journey to Esquire, the blog, which provides insightful articles to help navigate you through law school and beyond. Find out more on our website, www.journeytoesquire.com. Hey, have you heard about Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that let you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, just like I'm doing now. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so you can hear it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hi, everyone, and thanks for joining us today on Journey to Esquire. My name is Jamila Little, and I am a board member with the program. Today, our guest is a familiar face and a friend and mentor of mine. And John Shafino, I met first through the Hillsborough County Bar Association Leadership Program, which is an awesome, awesome program. And it has been a pleasure for me to get to know John Shafino from there on. I'm really excited today to have the opportunity to interview him for our program. So let's jump right in and I'll pass the mic to John Shafino. John Shafino. I work at Gunster Yokely & Stewart. I'm a shareholder with the firm. Gunster Yokely is a, a Florida-based law firm. When I finished college, I wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to do. Uh, law school was a possibility, but I hadn't made that decision. So I took a couple of years off after law school. I lived out in Idaho, in Ketchum, Idaho, and worked at a ski shop. And while I was out there, I became involved in a number of environmental issues, environmental causes, and public interest groups. And, and over the two years, that became a passion. It became clear to me that I wanted a profession in which I could pursue that passion. And, and becoming an environmental lawyer was the plan. There's a law school in Oregon called Lewis and Clark that has a strong environmental law program. And the more research I did on Lewis and Clark, the city, Portland, Oregon, fantastic city, um, it became clear to me that that was a program I wanted to pursue and a career I wanted to pursue. And that's how I ended up at law school. In preparing my law school application, I didn't have the benefit of being at school as I was applying. I was, I was you know, many, many thousand miles away from my home. Um, so I'm in, in Idaho and I decided to go to law school and I get the application. And for me, that was the moment when I did turn to my brother and my father, who were both lawyers and had a long discussion with them about preparing a law school application, and they were very helpful. My law school application, what I think helped me most was having a, a different story to tell, having taken that time off, pursued different interests. And at that point, having a, a father and a brother who happened to be lawyers was also very helpful. For me, law school was an unusual challenge just because, again, I took the time off, so I was out of practice of studying and, and engaging. But what helped me uh, my first year was having a, a study group. I had a, a group of about four other 
folks. One of them happened to be, uh, became my wife in a study group for me, uh, my first, second and third year, all three years helped me. You know, law school be, can be overwhelmingly classroom intensive. So for me, uh, doing something out of the classroom, it helped me engage in the process and, and it helped me understand what it might be like to be a lawyer. And at my law school, that was uh, an off-campus clinic. And this clinic, it, much like locally Bay Area Legal Services, law students could uh, assist lawyers in providing legal services to folks in Portland at the time who were unable to afford lawyers. And that was an, an enormously rewarding experience for me then and something I continue to engage in now. When I finished law school, like most law school grads, I found the legal market very challenging. I thought it would be easier for me to find a job that paid well to pay my student loans in the environmental arena, and it wasn't easy at all. I ended up coming to work for a law firm here in Tampa and working with a partner who had an environmental law practice. It was much different than the plan. The plan was to work in the public interest arena and the public interest arena, those jobs were tough to come by. So my opportunities in 1994 when I graduated were, were limited and difficult and challenging, just like every law school grads. My advice, the advice I would have given myself now, my young, you know, 25 year old law student self, as much as possible, I wish I had engaged more with lawyers in the community, whether interning or otherwise, meet lawyers, meet as many practicing lawyers in your community as you can, whether it's through voluntary bar activities, ends of courts, engage in the lawyers. We have a, a profession which is unique. We manage and govern our own profession. The legislature doesn't, the executive branch doesn't. We are the judicial branch and we manage our own profession. And what I've learned over time is we as lawyers are responsible for managing our profession. And the way we do that is we engage in voluntary bar associations and affinity bar associations. Locally, I've been busy with the Hillsborough County Bar Association. We're a 4,000 member association, one of the biggest in the States, and we're a voluntary bar association. And that's one of, of many voluntary bar associations that I engage with. And when I say engage with, it, it means do something meaningful for your bar association. Don't sign up and pay the $35 dues. Participate. There's so many benefits to participating in, the, in a voluntary bar. Business benefits, um, social benefits. Again, we need to manage our bar association. So, for instance, the voluntary bar association I've spent the most time with over the past 20 years is the Hillsborough County Bar Association. And that's the bar association that I ultimately served as the president of. And what we do, the Hillsborough County Bar does, we have about 30 subcommittees. We engage our members in a meaningful way to cover their practice groups and manage their practice groups. But we also participate in our communities. We have community liaison programs. We participate through uh, Read to Dream initiatives at local elementary and underserved schools. We participate in Metropolitan Ministries, the HELP program, and that's been enormously satisfying uh, personally for me as well. So voluntary bar associations are they're the, the heart and soul of being a lawyer, and I would encourage every young lawyer to pick an association, something that appeals to them and engage. You're listening to Journey to Esquire, the podcast where we explore the best ways to promote diversity 
create access, and feed the legal pipeline with talented students of all backgrounds. Here are some guidance from today's guest. Responsibility in managing our bar and our profession is, I think, to participate in something that you're interested in in the Florida Bar. And one of the committees that I'm interested in is the Diversity and Inclusion Committee. And I get to work with incredible people on the committee. Um, Arnell Brian Willis is the executive director of our Diversity and Inclusion Committee, and she's one of the most phenomenal people I know. And what's attracted me to the Diversity and Inclusion Committee is uh, problems that we have in our legal profession. We're not we're not doing enough. And, and initial optics would seem to suggest that we're doing better. Our last two attorneys general were women, and, and that seems to be a success. Our last president was a, uh, a lawyer of color, and his wife, an amazing woman, a lawyer of color, and, and three Supreme Court justices, women. So it, it seems like the profession is maybe making progress, but when you dig down into it, uh, we're not. We're not. In fact, when you compare the legal profession with other uh, service professions, accounting, uh, medical profession, banking, uh, we're doing the worst. Of our, our workforce, uh, 88% of lawyers are white, and that's just not consistent with the Bureau of Labor Statistics uh, math. About 78% of the workforce is white, so we're off. We're just off. And accountants, physicians, uh, banking, they all seem to track the Bureau of uh, uh, Labor Statistics, and, and we don't. Um, and when it comes to women, we're struggling as a profession as well. About half of our law students are women, which is great. And it seems like that would translate into, you know, half of our lawyers are women, half of our partners are women, half of our bench is women. Uh, but that's not the way the math is played out. Uh, associates, you know, they, about 45% of our young associates are women, and those numbers decline quickly. So roughly 35% of our profession are women, and that translates to the federal bench, about 35% of our federal bench, appellate courts and, and district courts are women. Florida state courts aren't much different a little bit higher. I think the number is about 39% in the state courts. So so there's a problem um, that needs to be addressed, and the Florida Bars is doing what it can. The, the grant review committee, which is the committee that I chair, is one of about a half dozen vehicles through which the Florida Bar is trying to address uh, the problems we're having with diversity and inclusion in our profession. And what we do in the grant committee and I know the George Edgecombe Bar Association is a regular applicant uh, for our grant. Uh, we award grants of $1,500 or $3,000 to voluntary bar associations who host or sponsor programs addressing diversity and inclusion in their communities. And it's been a successful uh, program. Um, I've chaired the subcommittee over the last six years, and we've had a very successful six years. And one of the programs that, that the Hillsborough County Bar Association did jointly with GEBA this past January is we had a diversity and inclusion luncheon, and that was a granted program from the Florida Bar. 
and Adam Foss, we flew Adam Foss in to come speak at our lunch. And he's a prosecutor out of Boston and a wonderful speaker on criminal justice reform. And that is a, an example of a successful uh, diversity and inclusion program and partnerships with the Hillsborough County Bar, the Georgia Edgecombe Bar Association, and the Florida Bar. So that's my role uh, with diversity and inclusion in the Florida Bar, sitting as a vice chair of the Grant Review Committee. Uh, there's a lot of work to do, uh, but the Florida Bar, I think, is meaningfully engaged to hopefully continue to improve uh, the problems that we have. The Florida Bar is keenly aware of challenges that lawyers face in our profession. It's a stressful profession, and studies of the Florida Bar have shown that lawyers, unfortunately, are more stressed uh, than most other uh, white-collar professions, unfortunately. We have a higher incidence of alcoholism, higher incidence of depression, higher incidence of suicide. So it's a problem. And I sit on a, a committee with the Florida Bar, the Professionalism Committee, and one of our subgroups is a mental health um, subgroup. So I'm, I'm aware, keenly aware of the issue. I've had the opportunity to speak on the issue of the challenges that lawyers have with mental health and wellness. And what I try to do is I check myself as much as I can. I, I have a wife and I have two kids and I enjoy spending time with my wife and my two kids. And, and I think they enjoy spending time with me too. So I try to make as much of an effort as possible um, to spend as much time as possible with my family. We don't, lawyers don't have the luxury of time, unfortunately. So those small windows of opportunities that we do, I do my best to take advantage of those. Uh, and shutting the phone off, as hard as that is, shutting the phone off sometimes at night and sometimes over the weekend, certainly on vacation, um, that's a, a very healthy thing to do. Now it's my pleasure to introduce you to one of the law students in the Journey to Esquire Scholarship and Leadership Program. I am Horace Brooks and I am a Journey to Esquire intern. I attend Western Michigan University Thomas M. Cooley Law School. And I decided to become a lawyer because I've always had a passion to advocate for others and to one day become a judge. I've enjoyed my journey to Esquire because it's given me the opportunity to meet like-minded individuals who also have a passion to advocate for others. We just passed the mic to attorney John Shafino. In his time with us, he left us with two key takeaways. Number one, he encouraged others within the legal community to get involved and to participate in committees within the Florida Bar and your local bar associations. Number two, he discussed the importance of mental health and wellness. Journey to Esquire would like to thank attorney John Shafino for taking the time out to join the podcast. We encourage our listeners to read the show notes attached to this episode for more information about the guest and the organizations mentioned. I'd like to give a special thanks to all of our supporters, especially our JD level sponsors, 
U.S. District Courts, Middle District of Florida's Bench Bar Fund, and Agape Christian Bar Preparation Services, Inc. for their generous support. I'd also like to thank WMU Cooley Law School, Tampa Bay Campus, for providing a space for the recording of several of the episodes of this podcast. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another great episode of Journey to Esquire, the podcast. Support, share, subscribe. And for more, visit www.journeytoesquire.com.